Hello, everyone, and welcome to HR Works, the podcast for HR professionals. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to join us. I am the host of HR Works, Jim Davis, and also the editor of the HR Daily Advisor. This podcast aims to put valuable tools and knowledge in the hands and ears of you, the HR professional. Those tools will arm you with the best methods and strategies for attracting, motivating, and retaining top talent. Before I introduce today's guest and topic, I want to invite you to take a recruiting practices survey being conducted by the Recruiting Daily Advisor. It's a sister publication of the HR Daily Advisor run by one of my colleagues. On whatever platform you're listening on, the description of this episode includes a link that will take you directly to the survey. When you complete the survey, you will be entered for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card and a free pass to our RecruitCon event this spring in Austin, Texas. We would love to have as many of our knowledgeable HR Works listeners participate as possible and share their recruiting practices and experiences. Today we are going to be talking about team building. Imagine an organization filled to the brim with great individual talent. Now imagine that organization has no formal methods for bringing those people together as a team. Likely, many of you don't have to imagine that. For many of you, that might just be the case at your organization. Well, so what? If individuals strive for individual success, how bad can it really be? To answer that question, we are joined by a team-building expert with an unusual background. I'm happy to have our guest, Amani Roberts, a.k.a. DJ Amro, with us today. Amani is a professional DJ and music producer, but he's also a thought leader. He got his DJ chops at the Scratch Academy DJ School, but it wasn't long before he found a way to adapt his skill set to team building for corporate America. Amani also hosts his own podcast, The Amani Experience, which explores creative individuals who moved from corporate life to creative life. Just how do team building and DJing fit together? I, for one, am excited to find out. Amani, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you very much for having me, Jim. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Why don't we jump right in? Um, Why is team building important? And what can a team building expert like yourself offer organizations? I think that in this day and age, team building is extremely important because we are all coming from different backgrounds. We all have to work significant hours in most corporate jobs. It could be 10 to 12 to 14 hours a day. And in order for teams to be successful, and it's teams of all sizes, whether it be a team of three or a team of 50 or a team of 200, we need to know how to work alongside each other the most effective ways, how to relate on a personal level, and just how to be as... Um, I want to say just as like as successful as possible, as optimal as possible with the time we have. So if you can build in and acquire a strong team, it will cause your organization to be more profitable. Um, and so I think that's why team building is important in terms of how an expert in team building like myself, what we can offer organizations I think it's just a really unique way of bringing the team together through music. Music is a universal language. And I think that many people will be surprised at the type of music that people enjoy, how people remember certain songs where they were in life. And I think it's a very interesting way just to bring people together, to learn about people, and and then to continue it. 
and allow people to continue to express themselves moving forward through music and this team building activity that we do. Those are some great, great thoughts. Um, you have a team building exercise called Wheels of Steel. Um, can you explain what that is and how that's different from your typical team building exercise? Definitely. Our Wheels of Steel uh, team building activity is is very unique. Traditionally, team building could be you go on a ropes course. You might do like a scavenger hunt. You could get in a circle and start to share things. There's a really popular yarn exercise. This is very unique because it brings the art of DJing. And, you know, back in the day, DJings used to be on the Wheels of Steel. That's where I get the name from. And you walk in and you have lots of turntables in the room. So that's just something different because turntables nowadays, people are all digital. They're just used to computers, controllers, kind of doing it with their Spotify playlists. But we want to take it back to kind of where it all started because we want to give people something tactile that they can touch and feel. And that just builds through the exercise, helps them get through different fear, so to speak. So you walk into the room um, and you get to see the turntables. So you gather around. And actually, the first step is we kind of create everyone's DJ name. So like if you walk into the exercise and I was there with you, Jim, I'd say, okay, Jim, let's create your DJ name. I want you to think about either a nickname that you like, maybe a movie or a television character that you enjoyed growing up, something you identify with. Maybe it could be your first name, your last name. So I want to let's create your DJ name first, because that's kind of your entryway into the DJ world. And I give you a couple of examples. Like I have a close friend of mine. She's a dentist, but also a DJ. So we call her DJ Falasi. You have a DJ mentor of mine who's like a brown skinned African-American man. We call him Mr. Chalk. Um, you could have a first name, last initial, close DJ mentor of mine, Tina T. It could be your full first and last name. So I'll ask you right now, as I explain it, Jim, as you're hearing the examples, of the DJ names. What DJ name pops up in your mind for yourself? Is there already a Cisco DJ out there, you think? I always like listening to a Cisco kid. Okay, well, we can say, you know, DJ Cisco or Cisco. Um, That works. So, (laughs) and then, but see, we just learned something new about you right there. So tell us kind of, why do you like listening to Cisco, kid? Well, I used to do email marketing and uh, it's a fairly rote job. Uh, it's the kind of thing I could listen to podcasts and music and stuff all day. And it wasn't a big deal. So, you know, when I exhausted all of the podcasts I was familiar with, I remembered hearing some clips, uh, in some of the music that I like from, uh, the, the old Cisco kid radio recordings, you know, the radio, um, romances. And, uh, I found I found an archive and just, they are super entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's just a perfect example right there. We learned something. We learned three or four facts about yourself. It's like during the day, you know, when you used to, you listen to a lot of music and podcasts to get through the day. So we find that out. You love the romantic kind of the aspect of the Cisco Kid, you know, content as well that's out there. And, you know, you're creative. Not many people will talk about listening to Cisco Kid currently. So that's that's just three unique facts right there in a matter of one or two minutes that we learned about you. So we go around the room. Everyone shares their DJ name. There's lots of laughing. We then, you know, for the rest of the exercise, we call you by your DJ name. Next up, we get on the turntables. And a lot of people are scared to touch the turntables, scared to touch a vinyl record. Some of our younger participants have never even seen vinyl records before. And so we go through that. We actually teach you a quick little kind of uh, baby scratch, just some scratching, because, you know, people, when they see DJs, they love to kind of make the scratchy noise. So we're going to show you how to do some basic scratches. We do that. Then we talk about 
what is your debut song? If, you know, if Cisco, DJ Cisco was coming to Vegas and going to, you know, have their debut at a Vegas club, what's the first song that you're going to play that's going to let people know about you? Man, that's a lot of pressure. I don't know if I can decide that right now. <laughs> well, you, you can think on it. Like some of the songs I pick would be like, I Love Music, the OJs, I'm Swing to You by SWV because I'm like an old school R&B and hip hop uh, funk kind of. That's my sweet spot, you know, um, Paid in Full by Eric B. and Rakim. Those are some of my songs. So we go all through. People would pick their songs. They talk about it. And then next up we go and you pick like, your genre of choice. If there was any genre in the world that you want to be known for, what's the genre that people are going to kind of um, know that Cisco, that's what he's DJing. That's what he loves to DJ. What, what genre of music do you love? Well, I mean, I, I love the blues, but there's not a lot of people out there dancing to the blues these days. So I don't know, maybe like electro swing. Okay. Electro swing. That works. I do know a DJ that specializes in that. So we'll say electro swing with a little taste of blues in there. That's, that's cool. You could be the first. <laughs> so you go around and you share, you share that. Um, you, t- you talk about your debut song and then we really get to get on the microphone, you know, outside of people, people are more afraid of speaking in public on a microphone than they are of dying. <laughs> and so, so we kind of get through that fear. So once again, building a team, it's important for people to feel comfortable and not to be, you get through the fear. So that's important. We work through that. Um, and that kind of takes you through to kind of the final two activities we do where it's like a segment. It's called Where Were You When? So we'll play a song. It could be a song from like the early, you know, it could be a Madonna song from back in the day. We ask you where were you when this song was out or what memories come up for this song? It could be, you know, any variety of song, whether it be One Republic, any kind of song that comes out. Um, in the last 20, 30 years, we, we play that. We play a game, talk about where were you when, and then we have a version of the game in terms of Shazam where you try to identify songs within five seconds or less. And so that kind of is the general thought process of the team with activity, and you can see how unique it is and how much you can learn about someone in a quick period of time. That sounds very interesting. I, I guess I can understand um, some of the aspects of the music world and DJing that you're able to bring to corporate America. Um, I'm wondering what your experience working in corporate America has helped you, how it's helped you develop team building exercises or even in your, in your, uh, creative efforts. My experience in corporate America, I worked for over 20 years in corporate America. I understand the issues that teams run into. I understand how there's just a different background of people that have to work together and just some of the challenges that they get. So that gives me an inside look in terms of some unique ways to solve the challenges, how and what aspects that people need to learn about each other to bring them together. So my experience in corporate has been invaluable. And it just really allows me to make some tweaks to the program, really make it succinct enough. Because a lot of times when you do team activities, you might not have three or four hours. You have like an hour to sneak in because everyone's so busy. So it allows me to really keep things on schedule. And it just really also taught me how from the general manager, say, of a hotel down to the person who might be the doorman or the bellman or, you know, cleans the hotel at nighttime, how they all need to have a single mission, a single goal. And it it, it gives me the opportunity to build that into each team building activity that we do. Yeah, it's, um, you know, speaking of sort of creativity and, and its connection to the uh, to corporate America, um you know, a lot of people talk about getting stuck 
when we talk about creative things, you know, whether it's a musician, artist, or, or a writer, writer's block, something like that. Um, do you think that those blocks exist for people at work? And what what do you think you can tell someone like that, how you get over your block, and, and does that translate into a block someone might have getting their getting their work done? I definitely think that the people in corporate America suffer from blocks, and there's different ways to get through that through blocks. A couple things I really recommend is just um, the practice of journaling. I think it can be very effective to get through blocks. You know, I do my morning pages. You know, every morning as often as possible, unless I have a very early meeting. And what morning pages is is that as soon as you wake up. Maybe you have to walk the dog. Um, you might get a cup of coffee. But really, before you check your phone, you kind of sit down with a, a notebook and spend some time trying to fill up at least, you know, three pages, hopefully three pages, but at least one page of just like what's going through your mind at the moment. Did you come up with any ideas at nighttime just about business ideas or work ideas? And so I think the practice of journaling is very, very effective and it can be, it should be done, you know either right before you go to sleep or when you wake up in the morning because your your brain is very, very active when you wake up. So I think that helps people get through creative blocks. I um, am a you know student of Julia Cameron with The Artist's Way. So I think that once a week, um, if you can go and do an activity where, you know, it's, it's called an artist date. And so you go to like a museum, a concert, a park, you just do something with yourself, by yourself, that you're kind of disconnected just to kind of clear the mind and kind of notice what's around you. I think that's very, very effective. So I think those are two strategies in terms of creative blocks. And then, you know, kind of the old school method is if you run into a block, maybe, and you're trying to write something, you kind of get away from it. You might go watch a piece of content on YouTube, you know, take a walk, like I said, play, um, you know, maybe a sporting activity. Those are, you know, something physical that will help kind of activate your mind and just kind of clear it out. Those are three strategies that I've seen with both myself and other people uh, help people get through creative blocks. So you before you talked about music being the universal language and how, how does music transfer across, you know, all demographic categories? I think that Music, as I said before, is like the universal language, and you can choose which type of music you'd like, and you you acquire a taste for what kind of music you like. So it could be any from one from any kind of background. It could be an Asian American, Latin American, you know, African American, Caucasian male, Caucasian female. You know, it could be anyone, and they can say, you know what, I like blues music. I also like a little hip hop. I like some pop, and I like salsa music, and so. You will never know. You can't look at someone on the outside and say, okay, well, they are definitely a hard rocker. I mean, they could have the long hair and be dressed in golf and they could actually love, you know, hip hop. So you can never, you can never predetermine what someone likes. I learned that, you know, by being a DJ and looking out at the crowd, like, you know, you'd be surprised at how knowledgeable people are about music. In this day and age, music, there's so much music at our fingertips. People can research and follow different artists and producers. And so I think that, now more than ever you know you can't really predetermine what people like like it used to be radio stations would only play a certain song like you had to wait for albums to come out and you had to wait for a single to be released where now anything is available to you whether it be through spotify youtube pandora you know or just amazon and so people have unique interests in music and they express themselves through that and they follow artists. And I think it just crosses over all demographics because we can choose who we want to listen to and who we want to follow. Um, 
You, know, you talked about looking over the room and, and having expectations uh, as to what your audience might like. You know, uh, probably our listeners um, haven't thought about that particular skill of a DJ, the need to, the requirement to be able to read a room, you know, to see what, how your music is being received and whether it's getting everybody, you know, dancing and having, having a great time. Um, I think people also probably don't think about reading the room as individual employees. Can you talk about the connection between that and traditional teams and offices? Reading a room is probably one of the most difficult DJ skills that we have to acquire over time. It's it's very challenging. You could be in a room where no one is dancing and you have to find the one person who might be nodding their head to the beat and you want to try to, you know, get them out on the dance floor, which would then inspire other people to get out on the dance floor. It's very similar to comedy. One of my um, DJ colleagues, DJ Z Trip, spoke about this before, where DJing and comedians are very similar, where you have to read the room, see what jokes are working, see what jokes aren't working, and follow that path. So reading a room in terms of DJ is very similar. And then when you translate that over to a traditional corporate team or office, you need to be able to see who on your team is engaged with the activity or engaged in the team who's not? How can you bring the people that aren't engaged? How can you make them feel comfortable so that they speak up, they share their ideas? Because based on my experience with corporate America, which is another way about how I learned how to add this into the team and activity, is that there could be a large group. Say you have a group of 10 or 12 people in a meeting. You might have five or six people that are consistently sharing ideas and talking, but you could have two or three people that are kind of in the background. They might just be about to speak, but then not speak, which is similar to people who are maybe have their, they we want to get to the dance floor, they're walking towards it, then they walk away. And you really want to figure out how can you see that while you're having your meeting, you know, discussing something, having trainings and bring them in, ask them questions, kind of talk to them and, and get them to give examples that they relate to that they like. So you're reading the room within a meeting and bringing them involved because you'll find that many people in meetings who are the quietest or don't say as much have some of the best ideas or the best input. So you really have to be cognizant of what's going on, who maybe might be nodding their head, but not saying anything, or who could be shaking their head, but not saying anything, just kind of bring them in. And the equivalent to that on the DJ floor is if someone starts to nod their head at a certain style of music, maybe you play another song from that that genre as well and try to get them on the dance floor. So that's how those two are parallel. They're very parallel, but many people don't realize it. Yeah, I mean, uh, as we're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, just the word uh, team building. I think that there's probably always going to be a certain percentage of workers that would roll their eyes hearing that they're going to have to go to a team building exercise. Um, do you have any suggestions for HR uh, HR professionals on how they can get people excited about a team building exercise from the get go? I think if they just kind of sell it or share it as it's an opportunity to kind of get away from the office, to learn more about your colleagues and to experience something unique, learn a new skill, maybe share something about yourself that you've never shared before and and just sell it as an experience. I think now we're more into like the experience economy where it's less about getting things, more about experiencing new things. I've seen success with HR professionals when they share that they're going to have a unique experience and it's going to be through team building or an activity that gets people excited. When there's an element of surprise as well, people are like, oh, what are we going to do? You know, it's, I heard it's different. What's going on? So that, you know, it builds up a little anticipation. And I think when those elements and then they walk into the team of activity, they see, you know, records and turntables like, whoa, what's this? And I think that just that unique uh, combination of 
a little bit of anticipation, a unique activity, building up the hype, and just promising them a unique experience. I think that's a very effective way to get team members who might not necessarily be excited or are used to the old way of team building, excited about experiencing something new. That's a great point. Um, well, this has been great. I, uh, I've really enjoyed listening to your perspective on this. Um, it's not every day we get someone that has a foot in two such different worlds and then so successfully um, puts them together. So thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you very much for having me, Jim. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. Listeners, we are always interested in suggestions you might have for what HR Works should cover next. Please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at HR Works Podcast or with any thoughts or concerns you have about the podcast in general or even just to say hello. And just a reminder to take our recruiting practices survey at the link provided in the episode description for your chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card and a free pass to our RecruitCon event in Austin this spring. Thank you for listening. This is DJ Cisco with HR Works.